Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us right now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. Joining us, and Pete, uh, we've got some injury news regarding uh, one of the new rookies too, right? Yeah, it sounds like uh, Kamal Martin's going to be out for a little while uh, with the knee injury with surgery he's uh he looked pretty good in camp i mean he was he was gonna start um you know i'm sure he was gonna start opposite kirksey and um you know he looked like he was a better player than bj goodson last year he's got he had length but he, and he looked strong and quick you know some speed there i don't I have no idea there was no 40 time on him because he couldn't take part in the combine and then they didn't have the pro day at minnesota because of uh, the pandemic but um you know, he was looking like an interesting, uh, promising player. So now what? Who's who's that backup? Uh, you know, we go back to looking for who? <laughs> I'm wondering the same thing. I mean, I you guess, know? does Burks return to practice? But even if he does, I mean. Where's Ty, Ty Summers? Where, where's yeah, Ty? Because Ty, Summer, Ty Summers yeah. looked like all world in preseason last year. Where's he at? Uh, he looked, he looked. To me, he looked pretty good in coverage. Like he was getting deep drops when they would go to play zone. He could turn and run and cover a lot of ground fast. Um, he still didn't look as stout in the run game. Like Martin just looked stronger and, and more assertive in the run game. But I wouldn't rule out him beating out Burks for that, um, for that starting job. I'm not, I'm not sure it's a given if Burks is even practicing this week, if the job is just necessarily his for sure. Do we at this point in time? I mean, there's a couple of guys on this team that if they don't show something, then you consider them bust. Uh, Oren Burks is going to be one of them. Montrevious Adams could be another one of them. Uh, there's some guys. It's kind of put up or shut up time, right? Yeah, Josh Jackson too. Those would be the three that would leap to mind most immediately. Um, you know, Jackson has had some moments and uh, knocked down some passes, but he's given up some big plays too, kind of consistently. So. I think he's might be miscast in their defense. I think he's more of a zone guy. I think he might 
that might be the thing with him is he needs to play for a team that, uh, you know, plays more zone than man. When you've got, and we just mentioned him, two third-round draft choices and a second-round draft choice that you're looking at going, if you don't do something, you're a bust. Man, that's that's not a great track record when you start talking about, you know, and Rashawn Gary didn't do a ton of contribution last year. Uh, so that's a first-round draft choice, but you're kind of looking at this thing going, eh, you know, Jordan Love's not going to be participating this year, obviously, unless he's called upon via injury. You've got some high draft choices that really aren't doing a whole lot for you, aren't you? Yeah, those twos and threes, um, you need those guys to be good players. So if they're not, you got to hit you got to hit on some later picks. And um, this is where Barton getting hurt could hurt because uh, – I mean, it's really tough to tell until you play play the real games, you know, to know how good a guy is going to be or how good he is. But Martin did look actually pretty interesting, and it's not that unusual to see a, a linebacker picked in the fourth, fifth, even sixth round end up being a, a pretty decent player. Um, so that injury could end up, you know, because he's going to miss experience, you know, getting playing time in real NFL games. And what, however much it sets him back physically too. I know he had that, he had a knee injury that ended his season late last season with Minnesota. And I wonder, I mean, you, the first thing you wonder is if this is to the same knee and somehow related to that. Mm-hmm. Then you look at, uh, well, who? AJ Dillon's got to perform this year and yeah, hopefully does sure. well. You know, Josiah DeGuara is another one. He's a third round draft choice. Jay Sternberger's the third rounder. You're hoping to get something out of him this year. How good does he look? I can't say he's jumped off the field. He's made a play here or there, and um, he looks like a willing blocker. But, uh, you know, you as t- one, of, one of my colleagues was, said this, and I didn't really think of it, but, you know, he had COVID. He, was, he, he had the thing, and he had the virus. And, um, you know, so he missed the first several days of practice. And you wonder if that's taken a little something out of him physically. Um, and so if he's still not, you know, not feeling just great and not still 100%, uh, but right now, I would I would assume. I mean, it sure looks to me like Tanyan's had the better camp of those two guys. But there's, I think tight end's going to be a big position this year. I think they want to mix and match those guys. And even Rogers said in his uh, Zoom conference last week that he's assuming they're going to play a lot of uh, twelve, which is one back and two tight ends. Um, so Sternberger, they you know they got the guy to to make plays for him. So. Um, they need him to be good. AJ Dillon, I think that's a big one. They they need that guy to be a, a, right. a pretty decent player right off the bat. How's he looked behind Aaron Jones? I think pretty good. Now, backs are the hardest to tell. Remember, I mean, just think of when Jones' rookie year. Remember, they drafted those three backs. Yep. And in those preseason games, I mean, I think each one of them was under three yards of carry. I'll bet anything. They didn't. They they showed nothing. You know, none of them looked that good. Now they were playing with the twos and the threes. Um, so it was hard to tell, but I mean, Jones was a healthy scratch for the openers. The Packers didn't know what they had there. Um, so the long point being, you know, it's when they're not tackling in practice, it's really hard to tell, but I, Dylan looks, he looks like he can make the sharp cuts. He looks like he's probably a better inside runner than outside runner, but he's a big guy. I mean, he's Travis Henry's size, 247. And, um, he does look strong and pretty fast. So I, you know, I, I think he's going to – he looks decent when they're not tackling, put it that way. When 
I know now, I don't know how you can tell, because um, usually I go by what my eyeballs tell me. And when you're sitting in the press box and you got the binoculars on a guy, a running back specifically, and you see a guy hit the hole over and over again, and then another guy comes on the field and he's got that, that extra gear that he can get out of first gear like right now. He's got a quickness to him that puts him through the hole. He's got a juke or a cut ability, something you can just tell. You can look at what Norm is, and then you can say, that guy's got it. You could tell Aaron Jones had it. They just needed to give him the opportunity, right? That's a, I mean, that's like if, it was so obvious last year. Jones would be on the field, and he'd have a couple runs, and he's picking up three yards here and seven yards there, and he's he's doing exactly what you described there. And then Jamal Williams would come in, and he's a, he's okay, but it just it was so obviously not the same. Just getting through the hole, making a guy miss, whatever. Um, so that's exactly like he didn't need the, the stats show out. I think it was Rogers' passer rating when Jones was on the field was seventy eight, or uh, QBR was seventy eight. And when Irving was 68, and when Jones wasn't on the field, it was 28. So that told you how much better the offense was when Jones was statistically. But if you just watch, you could see it. And so it dropped off when Williams got there. And I, I can't, you know, I can't watch him practice to tell whether that'll be the case with with Dylan or not. But um, I'm guessing he won't be so much. He'll be a little different than Jones because he's just going to be more of a power guy. Because I mean, he's 247 pounds. That is huge for a running back. I mean, that's a really big guy. I mean, big backs are 225, and this guy's 20 pounds heavier than that. So I think if he's running through tackles, that, that'll be one of the things to look for with this guy. Like, if he's kind of another Travis Henry, not that he has to be that good to be a decent pick, but that kind of guy, you know. Talking with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. Now, not all top draft choices have been bad. Kevin King, I think, has been good. Darnell Savage Jr. certainly played extremely well last year. Jay Alexander in that secondary, he's been playing pretty well. How has that secondary looked, in your opinion? And you go back to Josh Jackson, who has to prove something. Uh, in addition to that, the free agent they picked up last year in Adrian Amos. I still think it's one of the better secondaries and, and more solid secondaries that are out there. Uh, the starting corners, that's a pretty good pair there, I think. Um, Alexander's really talented and competitive, and King's got that great length. And he's, I mean, they're, they're really solid there and at safety. I still have some questions about, uh, I'm just not sure how if Shannon Sullivan, if you're a nickel corner, you're basically a starter. You're playing 80% of the snaps. You know, and he played 30 some percent last year. That's a big jump. I'm just not sure. You know, if he's, I don't think he's another Tremont Williams in the making, but, you know, maybe he will be, but I just, I can't say I've seen it so far. And then after that, I, I, I'd really be concerned. And that's where Jackson not, not panning out like you, like you would think a second rounder should. You know, that's where that hurts. Cause you, one thing you're going to get injuries and the domino effect there can be huge because teams will find that weak link and they'll just attack it and attack it and attack it. And two, you got to play dime too. I'm passing down. It's not the one where Raven Green is out there, but where you have, you know, it's third and ten, and you have, you know, four corners on the field, and so you you need that fourth corner to be good, or teams will go after them. We are less than two weeks away. We're what, like ten, nine, ten days away from getting this thing underway. I mean, does it even feel like we're ready for football season at this point? It doesn't to me, just because camp has been so different. Because you know, you go out there and there's no there's no fans there. There's no the parking lot's not full, um, and the campus shorter because they did the first couple weeks was all you know 
just working out and then uh, walk through stuff. So it doesn't feel like it to me, but, um, yeah, we're only, what, a week and a half away, basically. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I don't know if you have that feeling or not, but, uh, but I sure don't. Yeah, I I don't feel like it's it football season at all. I mean, I, don't get me wrong; I can't wait once it gets started. Hey, real quick, I, I know that uh, they're not talking about fans in the stands the first couple of games, but there is a really loud rumble going on right now that says, "Look, you're talking about some of the biggest venues in the country, and if you can go into a restaurant and socially distance, why in the hell can't you go into an NFL stadium and put say fifteen or twenty thousand people in there in a seventy, eighty thousand seat stadium? It, do you, are you getting here more of that there in Green Bay that that's something the Packers really want to do? You know, I haven't talked to anybody about that, um, so I don't know like firsthand from anybody in the organization. But I think the momentum, at least for now, because teams have gotten through camp with that, there hasn't been a COVID outbreak yet, really, for anybody. I think the momentum is going towards maybe a lot of teams aren't going to have people for the first couple of games, but as the season goes on, they'll start uh, adding, you know, allowing people in and maybe increasing the crowd size as the season goes on. And it's a bit, it is, it's a play it by ear thing, but uh, I, I would guess that they, you know, I think they're, um, I think their third home game isn't until like, isn't it like late October? Yeah, it's a while. Yeah. Yeah, so they, you know, they've had some time to make that decision. I think they're going to use all of it, and the momentum does seem to be going that way. To you know, maybe allowing in twelve or fifteen thousand in games three and four, and then maybe just continually upping it from there, as long as the overall picture, you know, in the state and in the city and in the country is looking okay. Pete, great stuff as always. We'll continue to read. Thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thanks for having me, Bill. Absolutely. There you go. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.